Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to the Keto Fit Weight Loss Coaching for Women. My name is Jess, and I help women lose weight with a keto diet and a self-care mindset. Thank you guys so much for tuning in with me live here on Instagram on Wednesday morning or for listening later on the Self-Care Keto Podcast. Good morning, Andrea. How are you? Thanks for tuning in. So we have been talking over the past several weeks about emotional eating. And we have been talking specifically about how to reduce emotional eating. Um, I think it's a little bit unrealistic to think that you're ever going to completely eliminate emotional eating. Uh, if you are a human, uh, literally every single person in the world emotionally eats from time to time. It's just a spectrum of how um, you know negative or maladaptive this is in your life. But reducing overeating is definitely you know a doable, achievable goal, and it's something that I have been able to make a lot of progress on in my life by following a keto diet, um, but also by changing my mindsets. So that's why I'm so passionate as a coach about pairing these two together because a keto diet definitely helps with the physiological things. Um, but you know, it, it's, it's a strategy to follow that definitely works if you stick with it. But why don't people stick with things that they know are the right things to do? It's because our mindset gets in the way. It's because we continually bump up against these patterns of self-sabotage with toxic mindsets. So we've been trying to unpack uh, these things by talking about how to reduce emotional eating by, okay, um, how can I get myself out of the pattern of consistently getting into this negative mind space where I feel the need to self-soothe with food, where I am trying to cope with valid pain um, and it's okay to self-soothe, but why am I constantly feeling these negative mindsets? Why am I constantly angry? Why am I constantly exhausted? Why am I constantly resentful? Why am I constantly guilty? Um, whatever it might be, that pattern that you get yourself back into over and over and over again, that is causing you to emotionally eat. So we've been talking about setting boundaries because I find that for most people and myself, that emotional eating usually stems from either an unmet need or an unset boundary. So uh, we've been doing a couple of episodes now and you can check out my past IGTV episodes or past episodes of the podcast to get caught up on that if that's something that you're interested in. But I do wanna deviate a little bit today, uh, not talking about um, boundaries with other people per se, maybe a boundary with yourself. Um, we could look at it that way, but I wanna talk about compensation. And it's this temptation that we all feel from time to time to make up for what we feel like we regret that we did. You know, let's say that you did emotionally eat or you had a deviation from your normal way of eating that you're trying to follow. You deviated from your plan. And now you feel guilty or you regret it. And so you feel this urge or this temptation to compensate. And so this can show up in a lot of different ways for people. I wanna, I wanna tell you um, a couple of stories. So um, I'm sharing this because it's something that I have struggled with oh my gosh, to no end. I still struggle with this. I still feel the urge to compensate. I've gotten a lot better at resisting that urge and changing the self-talk that um, is happening surrounding that. So I help my clients with this constantly as well. Good morning, Ruth. Thanks for joining us today. Um, so I'm talking today about please resist the urge to compensate. It's something that I feel. It's something that I help my clients with. Um, so it can be a toxic mindset is constantly compensating, constantly trying to catch up, trying to undo what you did, trying to make up for what you did. So um, I don't believe in compensation and that's what we're gonna be talking about today. 
So I'll tell you guys a couple of stories. I recently had a client who had um, an unplanned deviation over the weekend. I like to use the word unplanned deviation. I don't call them cheats because there's nothing moral about it. It's literally just facts. There was a plan, we deviated from the plan, and we didn't plan to deviate from the plan. So it's an unplanned deviation. And so um, she was uh, talking to me on a Monday morning and she explained you know, what happened. And she was like, I think I'm just gonna fast today. Um, to get back on track. So as I was listening to her, I, you know, all I just said gently was, it sounds like you're trying to compensate. Is that right? And she said, yeah, I think I, I think I am trying to compensate. Maybe I should just get back to just eating keto as normal. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's a good idea. It usually doesn't go well when we're trying to compensate. Um, I had another client who actually had a planned deviation. So this was something that we were looking forward to. We were intentional about it. She had a planned deviation, yet the scale went up. And, um, you know, she reached out to me and said, you know, should I make up for it? And, you know, again, you know, trying to work through asking those questions about, well, what's the mindset here? You know, um, and my answer is always no. Like, I don't believe in making up for anything. Like, we're not trying to make up for stuff. We're not, we're not trying to undo things. We're just on a journey. It's not about starting and stopping. It's not about being on and off. It's just one long journey of taking good care of yourself. And so what you want to do today to make up for this, is this taking care of yourself or is it, or is it punishing yourself? Um, and that's kind of the deciding factor there. So I think compensation is never about taking care of yourself. It's always coming from a, a negative mind space of um, lack of scarcity of fear. And so that is not self-love. That is the opposite of self-love. So um, one more story is I had a client who reached her goal weight. Amazing, right? Uh, she reached her goal weight. She was trying to prepare for this upcoming vacation. She was going to rock the bathing suit. You know, she was feeling great. Awesome. Well, she planned that she was not going to, you know, eat keto on her vacation. It was, again, a planned deviation. And, you know, she was just feeling kind of yucky, kind of gross. I mean, like bloated, yada, yada, yada. She did gain a little bit of weight after her vacation and reached out and said, um, you know, what do you recommend as far as how I get back on track or how to get back into ketosis? And, you know, my answer was just eat normal, like your new, no just eat keto. <laughs> like you don't have to do anything crazy to make up for it. You don't have to go on a three day fast. You don't have to drink the exogenous ketones or, or whatever it might be. Just get back to living your life and showing up the way that you, you know, plan to take good care of yourself. So um, these are just some examples of questions that I get asked all the time. Um, and so I know I'm not the only one that struggles with this. I see a lot of women struggle with this and, um, you know, that it's a very real strong urge and it just comes from such a negative mind place. Um, so I don't believe in compensation. So compensating, um, compensatory behavior is actually a form of disordered eating, having a disordered relationship with food. And so it can be a very slippery slope, you know, um, the, probably the, the strongest form of compensation that we might think of as disordered eating um, is purging, right? So like, let's say that you you binge and then you purge. And so when we think of purging, we actually think of just people making themselves throw up or maybe um, using laxatives, perhaps. Um, and this is for like a true, you know, eating disorder, bulimia. Okay, but everything is a spectrum. And so if you go look up the textbook definition of purging in terms of what that means for disordered eating, it actually says it refers to any compensatory behavior, which can include 
you know, making yourself throw up or laxatives. It can also include over-exercising. So you're trying to burn off all those calories the next day by, you know, doing cardio for two hours. That's compensatory behavior. Or fasting or restricting food is compensatory behavior. So that actually falls underneath purging. Um, you know, it, it's it's something that is interesting to hear, uh, sometimes difficult to hear, and it's like, oh, okay, um, maybe that is a disordered relationship with food. So maybe that is not self-care. So for me, I spent years and years um, actually refusing to fast at all. Um, It kind of triggered for me some old, you know, disordered eating uh, thoughts. It was very difficult for me to fast without having disordered eating thoughts, without thinking, oh, this is really, really good compensation. Oh, let's see, you know, how much weight I can lose and how quickly. Um, and, and it also triggered some like past religious trauma too. Um, but I won't get into that. I have a past episode about that. If you want to go look that up, um, it's called why I no longer fast for religious reasons. And that's on the self-care keto podcast, but I spent a lot of years not fasting. And the reason was because it was even though I strongly believe that fasting can be great for your physical health, if it is damaging your mental health, it is not worth it. Not worth it at all. Um, so fasting is something that I still do today. Now I have reintegrated it in a healthy way for me. And I know that, you know, some people hear me talk about fasting. Um, one of the clients, you know, that, that had asked me, like, I think I'm just, or she said, I think I'm just going to fast today. Um, you know, she, she, we've talked about fasting and using it as an intentional tool that is planned, but never, ever, ever as a compensatory tool. So when I fast, it is always planned. And I strongly recommend that for you too. You don't just wake up one day and say, I think I'm going to fast today because yesterday, you know, was a crappy day. Uh, That's compensatory behavior. And, and when you do that, when you're fasting from a place of lack or scarcity or fear, trying to undo something, trying to make up for something. All that that leads to is misery, rebellion, and repeating over and over and over again. Probably by the end of the day, you're going to be so miserable because you weren't doing it for your for your health. You weren't doing it to take care of yourself. You were doing it to undo the thing that you felt bad about doing yesterday. That's not self-love. That's actually self-punishment. Um, and so, you know, by the end of the day, chances are you're going to rebel and probably go way overboard to, once again, you're compensating, but in the opposite direction. And then the next day, you're gonna feel just as bad. You're gonna be back at square one, maybe even negative two. And you're gonna feel that same urge to compensate again and again and again and again. So this is why I don't believe in compensating. And I never believe in fasting as compensating. So if you wake up one day and you feel the urge to fast, to compensate, this is what I would say, just eat normal. Just eat normal keto, low carb, eat healthy, nutrient-dense foods, enough of it that you need for the day, for your energy. And that urge to fast, just delay it by a week. Just tell yourself, if I still want to fast in a week, then I can do it. And I will I will do it in a planned way. But I can almost guarantee if it's rooted out of that compensatory thing, if as soon as you get back to taking care of yourself, get back to your normal for a week, promise that weight is probably going to fall right off because it was just water weight anyway from inflammation or, you know, from having a carb up. So you're going to be feeling probably completely back to normal and in a better mind space within a week. 
And again, if you still want to fast, you're going to be doing it from a healthy place, not from a compensatory mindset. So if nothing else, just tell yourself, I'm just going to delay it. I can still do it in a week if I want to do it. Um, so for me, I dedicate um, Wednesdays for fasting and it's only if I want to. So Wednesdays just makes a lot of sense for me because I am usually really busy with um, work. And then um, it's the one night where I actually do a couple of client sessions through a normal dinner time. And so my husband always takes my daughter out on a daddy-daughter date and they go out to eat on Wednesday nights. And so for me, that it's just super easy. I don't have to cook food. I don't have to smell food. Um, I can fast the entire day, you know, do a 24 hour to 36 hour um, fast if I want to, but I never feel like I have to. It's just planned. It's allotted for. Um, and if this is something that you struggle with, here's an affirmation that I've started uh, doing for myself every day. Um, because it can be a temptation every single day. You're just human, you know, and you're going to be frustrated with your weight and you're going to be frustrated with your progress, speed, or just whatever it might be. And you'll, you'll have those thoughts that creep up that, that says, oh, I wonder if I could accelerate this by doing such and such, right? Um, I wonder if I could just eat as little as possible today and maybe that will help. These are not good thoughts, right? <laughs> so let's combat that. So here's a thing that I say to myself um, every morning before I get in the shower, I'll look at myself in the mirror and I'll say, you're a beautiful woman who deserves to eat every day. And it feels weird. <laughs> it totally feels weird at first, but it is a way of rewiring your brain. And even on Wednesdays, even on the days that I have planned for fasting, I still say that to myself on those days because I still do. I deserve to eat every single day. It's not that I don't deserve to eat today and that's why I'm fasting. It's because I always deserve to eat. I always deserve all of the abundance. Whatever I want to do, I deserve to do. And so if I want to fast, okay, great. It's my choice. It's not It's not something that I feel like I have to do. It's not compensatory behavior. And so um, one last thing about fasting after emotional eating or like restricting after emotional eating. So it can be a way to punish ourselves, but also um, kind of this concept of undoing it, right? Like we, we just wish that we could go back in time and undo it or erase it. Wish it never happened, right? Okay, but it did happen. And you literally cannot erase it. You can't undo it. Even with your compensatory behavior, it doesn't mean that it didn't happen. And so, but when we do that, when we operate out of that space is, okay, it's okay. I'm just going to like move on. I'm just going to undo it. Um, by tomorrow, I'll be back at the weight that I was the day before I, you know, had the emotional eating episode. And so we think that that's the way to solve it. But if you try to erase it or you try to undo it, then you can't actually learn from it. You're, it it's like denial almost instead of just radical acceptance. And so the only way that you're going to change something is first by radically accepting it. Okay, it happened. We're not going to be in denial about it. We're not going to try to undo it or erase it. But instead, ask yourself, what can I learn from this? Or what did I learn from this? And, you know, that's kind of going back to this, this um, thing that I've been talking about with emotional eating. I made that pact with myself. Anytime I emotionally eat, I will sit down with myself within 24 hours, get my journal out, do a brain dump, start asking myself these questions. What was the emotion that I was feeling? What was it that I really needed in that moment? Because obviously food was not the thing that I really needed in that moment. It wasn't hunger. Um, it was self-soothing. And so if I was trying to self-soothe with food, that's just a substitute for the real thing that I needed. What was the unmet need that I really needed? Um, what can I do to prevent this from happening in the future? So to 
What can I do to prevent myself from getting back into that negative mind space again in the future? Do I constantly feel exhausted because I'm saying yes to way too many things for people? Um, do I constantly feel resentful because I'm not speaking my truth within the context of this relationship? Whatever it might be, um, that's probably a boundary that you haven't set that you need to set. And so that's asking, that's asking what can I learn from this? What do I need to do differently next time? And that is actually self-care. Um, it's not... The, the uh, it's not undoing it. It's learning from it and saying, how can I make this thing that I didn't feel good about right now? How can I transform that into something that serves me? That emotion is just energy and you can't destroy energy. You can't create energy. You can transform energy. And so what we're trying to do when we're compensating is just, ugh, get that, get the energy away from me, destroy it, you know, but you can't, you can't destroy it. It's just going to sit there until you actually look at it head on and transform it into something that serves you. So I just want to remind you guys, you are not what you weigh. You are how you show up for yourself today. So with that in mind, when you feel the urge to compensate, it's because, oh crap, I'm, I'm in the red. You know, I, I backtracked on my weight. I weigh two pounds more than what I weighed. And now I desperately need to get back to that because we're wrapped up in that number as defining us. That number does not define you. What defines you is how you show up for yourself today. You don't have to be in a place of lack today. You have all of the abundance today. Give yourself all of the abundance of self-care and self-love and all of the nutrient-dense foods that you need to give yourself energy and to feel great today. That's what you can give to yourself today. So I know we deviated a little bit from regularly scheduled programming, but sometimes when lots of these things keep coming up, I look at that as, you know, um, like a divine download, maybe I should talk about this. So I hope that it's been helpful for you. Um, and if you would ever like to work together a little bit more, you'd feel like, okay, this is really resonating with me. I wonder maybe I should, you know, pair up with somebody and start to really dig into this mindset stuff. I want to let you know that, you know, I am a coach and this is what I love to do. This is what I love to specialize in with people. Um, it's something that I have dedicated the last you know, eight years of my life to eating low carb uh, as a form of self-care. And, you know, I've been a coach since 2017. So, oh my gosh, going on four years now. Um, I got my master's degree in life coaching. I got my nutrition certification and ketogenic nutrition from the American Nutrition Association. And I'm also a certified coach with International Coach Federation, which is um, the gold standard in, in life coaching. So the, the ethical um, guidelines that we follow are on par with other mental health professionals. It's something that I'm so passionate about. So I've dedicated my life to this and, um, you know, the, the transformation that this did for me in my life is something that I felt so passionate about. Like I have to share this with other women. So if this is resonating for you and you're interested in potentially working together, I do have um, openings for one-on-one -on -one client work right now. And I offer a totally free curiosity call. We'll spend about 20 to 30 minutes over the phone, just getting to know each other a little bit better. And I can tell you more about my coaching program where we do both. We actually implement strategies uh, that are going to get you to your weight loss goal, but also we do a lot of this mindset work because um, you know strategies are only going to last so long if you keep bumping up those bumping up against those negative mindsets that are causing you to self sabotage. So we need both um, pairing them together. So um, again, my name is Jess, and to learn more, you can visit my website at theketofit.com. You can also just reach out to me via Instagram or Facebook. I'm at theketofit on both of those. 
And if you're listening to the podcast later and you uh, don't have social media, you can always send me an email as well to theketofit at gmail.com. And I would love to talk with you. Um, Also, guys, if you're not in a place to start coaching right now, but you just need some free resources, um, first of all, that curiosity call is completely free. And even if you're not ready to coach right now, but you want to learn a little bit more about it, um, definitely let's just schedule a call. I would love to talk with you. And I always give free Uh, custom advice after listening to you because I like to bless people with free information. Advice is always free. So let me bless you with that even if you don't feel ready to sign up for coaching right now. And also I have a free um, PDF resource that I'd love to share with you guys. It is a um, free Keto Kickstart PDF and um, it's got 47 delicious keto recipes to jumpstart you on your journey. And you can get that if you go to bit.ly slash keto kickstart PDF. So I hope you can um, sign up for that and download it and that you find it helpful. And if you have any questions, you know, again, feel free to reach out to me any of those ways that we just talked about. So, okay, guys, um, thank you for tuning in. And again, I'll be back next Wednesday. We will continue our series in talking about um, boundaries as a way to reduce emotional eating. And we've been talking about lies that we believe about boundaries. Um, So uh, check out last week's episode. The first lie that we tend to believe about boundaries is um, we're in denial about the fact that nobody's going to come in and save us. Nobody's going to come in and rescue us. It's it's actually empowering. We're the ones that are here to save us. We're the ones that are here to um, change the situation. So, and, and you can do that. So go back and listen to that episode. And then next week, we're going to be talking about another lie surrounding why we don't set boundaries. And we'll probably continue that for a couple of weeks. So, all right. Thanks again, guys. I hope you have a great rest of your day and rest of your week. Take care.